morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. I'm sorry that it's Monday. I wish there was something I could do, but there's not. There's not. But, you know, it's another great week, another great fall week. The weather is just Gorgeous. sublime. Gorgeous. It's as good as a Monday could be. Sublime, yes. Sublime. It's as good as a Monday could be. Plus, if we're looking on the bright side of things, even though it's starting to get dark, we did get an extra hour of sleep this weekend, which t- this morning I feel. came to me in such a real way. Yeah. Like I had, and you want to know why and how, because I actually stayed up late last night reading, but then Brew woke up his internal body clock. Like he doesn't know about daylight savings. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know shit. Mm-mm. And so I literally woke up an hour before Your I alarm. usually do. Yes. And I saw that I had an hour and I was like, this is so brutal. Yeah. No, me and Ben woke up at our alarms and we were like, oh my God, we thought we like slept till 11. It de- I definitely felt it. It was such a pleasure, especially because... When you, when, if you're out on daylight savings and it goes from being about to be three to like two o'clock again to, or no, the opposite, about to being two to being one, you get an extra hour of being at the clubs. It's the best. And like, I've been there a lot of times. I've also been when you're at the club and it suddenly is four o'clock in the morning. That fucking sucks. But I don't recall recently being home on a Saturday night when we got an hour and it was just like, I watched all of Waco. I have to tell you about it. I mean, you don't have to tell me about it. No, I have to tell you about what I'm going through since then. It's... For me, it was a transformative experience. Yes. Changed the way that I look at the world. Yes. It was... It was horrible. Horrible. I mean, a good show, and Taylor Kitsch was amazing. Of course, after I watched, I went and looked up what all the people looked like. David Koresh crushed it. David Koresh. David Koresh did, okay? (laughs) But, you know, this story... And, of course, it was before my time. I knew nothing about it. Now I understand why Chip and Joanna Gaines are so successful because I guess before Chip and Joanna Gaines, like, you couldn't say the word Waco without thinking about the massacre that the FBI committed. Mm -hmm. And now you think about Waco and you think about, like, Fixer Upper. So I get why they're successful. But, oh, my God. Like, first of all, the only thing I didn't like was, like, it's still pretty, like, unclear what actually happened because, of course, the few survivors, David Thibodeau, oh, and then, wait, I was having this crazy experience watching the show. Because I was like, Ben. I'm trying to tell you, girl. Like, no, it's separate. But it, it was nine o'clock. I'm like, Ben, let's watch something. But I want to watch SNL. Roman from Succession is going to host. And only when they announced Kieran Culkin as the host for SNL did I realize that Roman from Succession is Macaulay Culkin's brother. Welcome to the world. It's okay. a pleasure to be here. Okay, wait. Welcome. Then when I'm watching Waco, there's this guy who looks so much like. Third brother? who looks so much like Kieran Culkin. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I look it up, and there's another brother. I think his name is, mm, I don't know. These Culkins are just running around. They're, I didn't even know that there was more than one. Mm-hmm. It was the craziest like meta experience. I didn't even end up watching SNL because we got so into Waco. We stayed up till what would have been three in the morning, but it was really like two. Waco, we'll do that to you. Oh my God. So here's my question about Waco. It, there was definitely some loose ends because... The FBI is maintaining, you know, that they did everything they had to because there was children being abused in that compound. Compound. But was there ever any evidence that there were children being abused? There was evidence. So, I mean, I'm not going to be able to remember everything, but, like, David Koresh, like, did marry the little sister. Sister, when she was, like, underage. 12. Underage. That's illegal. Yeah. Um, well, actually, no. What well, the, the father gave her away. Permission. So, in Texas, it was completely legal. Yes. Not that I'm defending. There, I'm just saying they weren't breaking the law. There was, like, you know nefariousness within the cult it wasn't all kosher all the time there was religious nefariousness like what i remember from it was like everyone there was there on their own accord they had cars right they could go here they could go there during the hostage situation david was like you guys can leave yeah so 
I, it just really made me think. I, like you, didn't know the story. I knew that Waco had some nefarious meaning to it, but I didn't know the story at all. And of course, with everything, you have to, you know, evaluate who's telling the story. Right. And there are two sides to every story. I did feel like Waco, this telling of it was crush friendly yes but, it was but the i crush think side. at the time it was so anti-crush right so this was the other side of the story everyone's heard the other side for the last 20 years right like do you sit and hold like do you have a standout with the fbi for 51 days just because you had guns like no they had they had some losses like ruby ridge they were there to like right. make a point atf Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I got I got that. And I didn't understand why they were showing us all these old hostage situations. Like, they were just showing us the condition that the FBI and the ATF were they in. And, like, they were trying win. to prove a point. They were, yeah. tr- they were trying to, like, make their bones on Waco and the, uh, the Branch Davidians. Yeah. And it's unclear if there was even enough there there. No, they had guns because they were, like, paranoid freaks. But they weren't going to kill anyone. I just have to say, like, the final scene where the gas and the fire, like, I was spoiler alert I was trigger warning it's literally a 10 year old show no but I didn't know that that's I didn't know when no, that show is old oh right. everyone's already seen it but I didn't know that that's how it was gonna end no me neither I, I think I remembered hearing there was like this you know catastrophic ending but I didn't know what and I just wasn't prepared for that final scene I was frozen I was like devastated I just couldn't go to sleep afterwards it was the worst thing I ever saw in my life and uh Melissa Benoist was incredible Mm -hmm. incredible Mm -hmm. so was Taylor Kitsch it was a great show it was a great show six episodes nice quick watch you know I don't like to watch things that are too long but oh my god like if you'd like to know where I went from there in terms of similar content no I'm not I don't want to like terrorize myself anymore no but I was just like then in this like 90s crime mood I watched Richard Jewell uh oh Richard Jewell looks so sad it wasn't I didn't I didn't find it to be very good oh um but I watched Manhunt Unabomber oh I've heard of it and I thought that was really good again you've heard of the Unabomber but do you know what he did no and I'm really don't want to like sound stupid but like I've heard of the Unabomber but like I don't know what that is right that's how I felt too okay and then I watched it and now I know I'm actually gonna watch next the Gwen Shamblin documentary what's that um she was like this Brian watched it he said it was so Is whack that that woman yeah she like started like this crazy cult what's it called I don't know but, but her doesn't name is- uh Waco I mean after I watched Waco I did a lot of research about cults branch Davidians and then it took me on this like path of like the definition of a cult which is a very subjective term no and I think also in this day and age we just like throw that word around when like People who are doing things by their own accord, that's like that can't be considered a cult. And that's what I think what I liked about the show was like they had these like benchmark moments with that radio show host who was just giving like a really fair and balanced perspective on like what the fuck was going on. And he had this like expert on who was an expert in cults. And the guy was like, cult is a social construct. Like, yes. And this is certainly not a cult. All these people have they're not being held there by violence or blackmail. Like they have all chosen chosen this. this life and they love it and they can leave right and so even though i think it's fucking weird like go it's live your you life for yourself go live your life on, on your uh compound right so you should watch this when one see if if it 
is a cult. Well, so I have I, no idea what it is. So I felt that way about um, Lula Rich. They were like, it's a cult. I'm like, really? Everyone signed up and knew exactly what they were doing. Having and were, the time of their lives. And were Katie like Perry's there. enjoying all the benefits like until things got dark. Like that's actually not a cult. Nexium was a cult. They were branding people. Like we, we just throw the word cult around when we think what people are doing is weird and we can't relate to it. But no, live your life. Like buy the leggings. A hundred percent. Yeah, so it was um, it was an eye-opening experience. I know I'm always late. Like, you tell me to watch something and I have to wait a whole year because I'm so fucking stubborn. But I did it. I just, I'm looking forward to the day when I say, like, I'm watching this, watch it, and then you turn it on, like, that day. I feel like that's happened recently, no? Yeah, like, Succession, you were a few yeah. days behind. Um, but it's always a, fi- it's always a struggle. I'm like, yeah. when will you just trust me? <laughs> it's up and, like, and then we can be experiencing these things together. By the way, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because it's not that I don't trust you. I think I trust you implicitly. Okay. It's this thing that I have where it's like, and you bring it up all the time. Like, if I don't want to do something, like, I will not do it. Like, I'm so stubborn in, like, my own ways, creature of habit. Like, if, like, no, you know? Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's okay. it. Like, no. Okay. So it's a no. Yeah. So it's going to be a no for me. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad I got to uh, relive the feelings of Waco because Oof. I think it's so important. It's such a terrible story. Like, I... And it was really hard to watch because I find Taylor Kitsch to be like one of the hottest men who ever was created on this planet. But I think and he's out here all, looking ugly. No, but it was a good. He was a great casting because you needed to feel like the, the magnetism of David Crush and like mm-hmm. how someone could fall into this and get over a hundred people to like move into his house. And David, I mean Taylor Kitsch, like is that guy? Is that guy? I love him. I. It's sad that when Waco was on, it was on Paramount when it was on and mm-hmm. then it made it to the streamers. I don't think a lot of people watched it live and like it deserved to win awards. Yeah, I agree. But if it had won at an award show, I would have been like, the fuck is that? Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. But it was also like six, it was just, a, it was honestly like the perfect show. I don't feel like they wasted our time. I agree. Um. So yeah, that's what I did this weekend. It was your birthday. It was my birthday. I turned 29 successfully. And it was such a nice day. It was extremely low-key, but the family came over. You're not like other girls. Not like other girls. Presents, cake, we were chilling, laughing. It was a lovely day. It was good times. So I had a really nice weekend. Honestly, we ate so much food. Like, the next day, I was on the phone with Margot. I couldn't even pick my head up. Like, I was full of pizza and cake. It was like I went to a six-year-old's birthday party, but I would have had it no other way. No, like... That night, I I had so much ice cream cake. I was, like, coming down off of a sugar high. I couldn't move a muscle. I was, like, in pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was sore. And everybody brought me or sent me treats, sweet treats. I got, like, such good stuff. And I still have it in my house. Mm, That's the best. Yeah, I had some banana bread for breakfast. You know, I'll have banana pudding later. Post-birthday treats and sweets. But now I'm, like, still dealing with, like, I'm having too much sugar. And I have... bring it to the studio. I could take it off your hands. Oh, that's true. I guess I could share. The Magnolia cupcakes I'll take. Okay, I could share because I have the best of the best and I I want to eat it because it's also good but like it makes you feel like crap it really does no but that ice cream Carvel cake like sitting in your freezer and then every night before bed you just like take a slice to your room there's actually like no feeling that's even comparable <laughs> yeah I haven't even gotten into the Carvel leftovers because I have to get into like the sitting leftovers yeah, and you know what the Carvel leftovers they have a long shelf life so take your time right take your right. time the you know the cupcakes they don't the carrot cake the carrot cake I really got did a lot of carrot cake yesterday so that was that was good but it's just it's overwhelming how 100%. much how many sweets I got and so because you're just so sweet I'm just so sweet so it was a really it was a great birthday and a great weekend and we got the extra hour I feel rested you know I'm feeling good yeah I mean honestly I feel like also a lot of my weekend was consumed with like watching and reading about what the fuck went down in Houston 
um, obviously that's a story today. And I feel like I tried to ingest as much as I could because it was all coming out so like slowly and then quickly. And, and I was so, when I first heard about it, like I was like, what the, f- what? Yeah. Like it made no sense. And I feel like a lot of it still doesn't make sense. Yeah. There's a lot of different things going around. We're, that's obviously our first story and we'll get into it and we'll try and, you know, piece together everything that's come out so far. Mm-hmm. And I think that the biggest conversation around it is just like, where do you place the blame on this? Like that's what everyone's trying to figure out. And everybody has their different opinions. I, and there's no right or wrong answer. It's just like such a tragedy that yeah. no one can make sense of. And I, the death troll has risen to 11, correct? Has it? I believe. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's literally the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. And it also, it's just one of those tragedies that's it, so avoidable, you know? Yeah. Like so many festivals go on year round and they're well staffed and they're well organized and so I think it's just a combination of it being a really poorly run event. And that does fall on Travis. It does fall on Live Nation, whoever. I think it was Live, Live Nation. It was. But it's also like this larger conversation around like the obsession with celebrities. Because, and you told me this, I never saw Travis's documentary, but this is like his thing. Like he yeah. loves for people to like go wild, rage, mosh. If you the documentary, then the raging, you know, is congruent with what you know. And I didn't know that before I watched the documentary, that that is the energy at his shows. Like, people in the trees, people climbing up the light post, they people encourage it. jumping down from like the balcony, balcony. breaking their legs. I've seen that. Yeah. It, it is a very chaotic atmosphere. And I think for a number of different reasons that we'll get into, like it turned extremely tragic Yeah, on, on Friday night. So, so yeah, let's without get into it. further ado, we'll <laughs> get into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Sorry. Today's episode is brought to you by Olipop. Open I thought you'd stop dropping stuff when you stop the cards. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Remember when you would have the cards and you would drop them? No, I don't feel like that happened that much, actually. <laughs> I just feel like it was every now and then. <laughs> um, today's episode is brought to you by Olipop, a new kind of soda that tastes just like all the ones we grew up with, but unlike other sodas that are full of sugar, corn syrup, and artificial ingredients like aspartame, Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. They are the fastest growing functional beverage brand in America, and the best part is that they have the best flavors that are so nostalgic, like a vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, and their newest flavor, classic grape. By the way, we drank so many Olipops at your birthday. Ben was obsessed. I think that was the first time he had ever had them. Um, it's just a great alternative, like when you're eating like sweets and treats, and you want like a nice cherry cola or you like want a, a carbonated beverage, but you don't want even more sugar. Ca- right. I have a lot of Olipop in my fridge because it's the perfect pe- pregnancy. Because you're not drinking soda. Anymore, I'm not right? drinking soda because it either has too much sugar if I drink a regular soda, or a diet soda has too many artificial ingredients, right. and you just can't trust it. So Olipop is much lower in sugar than conventional sodas, with only two to five grams of sugar, and it's. Um, they have no sugar added, and their vintage cola has just two grams of sugar, which is compared to a regular Coca-Cola has 39 grams of sugar. Oh my, that's crazy. All of their products are non-GMO, vegan, paleo, and keto-friendly with less than eight grams net carbs per can. So we have a special deal if you want to receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order of Olipop. We recommend trying the variety pack. It's a great way to try all the flavors. Go to drinkolipop.com toast or use the code toast at checkout to claim the deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P dot com slash toast they can also be found all of the olipop products in six thousand stores across the country including kroger whole foods sprouts and wegmans thank you claudia it's a pleasure 
Okay, so news from this weekend, tragic, tragic news. At least eight people are dead and many injured after a crowd surge at Travis Scott's Astro World Festival. Members of a densely packed crowd surged toward the stage and were crushed against each other at Houston Music Ooh. Festival on Friday night. At least eight people were killed and scores of others were injured in the chaos, witnesses and officials said. Up to like 300 people were treated yeah, for injuries. For the victims who died were 14, 16, two were 21, two were 23, and one was 27 years old, while one of the victims' ages remains unknown. So the There victims, was also a 10-year-old. The 10-year-old is critically injured. Oh. Um, but the victims, the, you know, identities are have been coming out, but there's one victim that they can't identify. They put out a picture. Oh, I saw. From the morgue of him. I saw. That was a terrible picture. I don't know if they've been able to identify him yet. Um. But that's just awful. It's so sad, you know, like when you, so I, I've thought before that like sometimes the way you go to festivals, like it is so many people, it is, and it, for, in my mind, this was like something like, I'm like, that like gives me anxiety, like mm -hmm. being around so many people. But I think that like for the most part, people are, you know, behaved and they know how to like act. But I think there's something about like Travis's community that he really encourages like bad behavior yeah it's the raging it's the mosh moshing pits, and it's the pushing towards the stage right so if you see videos from that day before the concert even started it was bright out people you know when you go to a concert and you like you're in the parking lot and you have to like walk through all these like barricades and then there's like, for a security fence, and people were just knocking down the fences there was like 50 people running people were getting stampeded you know in broad daylight just trying to get into the festival right so i think that there were so many like obvious security concerns before the concert even started that should have been, you know, addressed. I know that the event was really understaffed. Um, and so I think everyone's just now thinking, like, who do we blame? Like, it's because yeah. this is so upsetting. There were young kids there because you were telling me he does, like, Fortnite. He markets to young kids, yeah, too. Yeah, I think some people are like, why were there kids there? But, like, he's an artist for kids. He does a Fortnite collaboration. He has, the, like, McDonald's, like, Happy Meal yeah. thing. Like, he's very much. Kids love him. Kids love him. So that's why there were kids there. Right. Of course, I, I was also like, wow, I didn't know kids love Travis Scott. And then when you were telling me the Fortnite thing, I'm like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I just feel like it's this kind like, and like when we, when I heard this, of course, this was like the most shocking thing. But then when you put all this stuff together, it's like not. Yeah. No, especially when you, even the video, the hype up video for this Astro where, where they use footage from old festivals and concerts of his like they're really hyping up like that chaotic energy and you know the recklessness really and I saw this morning the Houston police chief had warned Travis before the concert over like concerns over the crowd energy um they were worried about swelling the anxious crowd plus like this like post-pandemic yes energy the price of the tickets like they they were they were concerned in all 50,000 people came the no a hundred Yes, I was reading something on Instagram last night that like now sources are, I guess it's like a PR thing that they're saying 50,000 people were there. But when the concert first was announced, they sold out in minutes all 100,000 tickets. But isn't that because it was Friday and Saturday? That's mm. how I thought of it. Oh, that's interesting. I'm not sure. But they're, yeah, no, that's interesting. They're saying that night there were 50,000 people, but maybe there weren't. There's a lot of, so there's a lot to talk about. There also wasn't a lot of security. So like, I'm sure people just came in. Yeah. And also the, if you've read some of like the firsthand testimony of people who were either witnessing like CPR being mm -hmm. done or had it done on themselves, they were completely overwhelmed. And the medics that were there were not, we're not prepared. We're not prepared. How could you, pre like, no one expected no one expected this right. so 
Also, there is, like, TMZ has reported that a security guard was stabbed with an injection uh-huh. in the neck, and they are looking into claims that people were sticked with, with, needles. Dr- with drugs that might have caused them to collapse. People aren't buying that. No, they're saying it's like a PR spin because... Then you can place blame on the person who was doing that. Right, and, like... I mean, I don't know. It, it all sounds believable to me. Like, this was a very low-security event. You know, when you, we, we've been to many festivals. Like, they literally check between your butt cheeks. Like, they don't take this shit lightly because of so many terrible things that have happened in the past. And you know what? It's really annoying, but I'm always grateful for it. Yeah. But, like, you can't even bring in, like, a cigarette. Like, they're insane. Yeah. So, the what I've heard from people on the ground was, like, it was a mess. Like, there was no security. So, the idea that somebody could have brought in a backpack full of needles and, like, started stabbing people with whatever that the security guard had to be resuscitated with Narcan. Like, that's not unbelievable to me. No. And it would explain why so many people were unconscious. But if you see footage of people who are, like, filming in the middle of the mosh, like, begging for help, no space, their lungs can't literally process one breath, then no, actually, that doesn't make any sense. Like, all these people, and if you think about how many people were there, and the fact that 300 people out of 50,000, like, it's it's not normal. No. So if you've read the testimonies, like once Travis came up to the stage, there had been festival going on all day. Once Travis came on, everybody surged towards the stage and the people towards the front like lost their footing, couldn't breathe, people on top of them, and then people start falling to the ground. And that's where it's like over because people just start, they they don't see you, it's pitch black. And also the person behind you was getting pushed. And so it's not, it's it's coming from so far Far back. back. Now... There's videos of Travis seeing what's going on in the crowd, seeing people passed out and continuing to sing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are saying that he, he should have stopped the show. And of right. course, in hindsight, he should have stopped the show. Right. And also now a lot of videos are populating like, because when you think like stop the show, what do you mean? It's a performance. There Now people are just showing videos of Adele, Billie Eilish, Niall Horan, like literally every famous person. Videos of them stopping shows and, and being just like, being like, everyone take three steps, steps back, back, get this girl water. Yes. Harry Styles did it. Like, it's not for me. It sounds like I've never been to a show where someone stopped the show. But you know what? It happens a lot because it is the responsibility of a performer to make sure everyone around them is okay. And in those situations, the performer is the only person who has power, who has the who power, can, who, so who people can hear who, and people who are listening, listening to. to. Like when he says jump, they're jumping. He says quake That's the ground, so they're quaking true. the ground. And so I, I'm sure a lot of people saw the video of that girl climbing up to the camera guy saying, stop the show, stop Someone's the show. Someone's dead. There's people that are dying and he's, I mean, he didn't stop the show. He could have, you know, walkie-talkied and tried yeah. to help, but it, the only person who could have actually, actually made d- the show stop made or difference. made a difference is Travis. And I think that, so there's all these videos. And so, and the videos that he sees, like people being lifted out of the crowds. But again, like that is commonplace for a Travis Scott show. People go unconscious. Right. Like, and so I weirdly, don't think he thought people were dying. Right. Weirdly, that is something that is considered normal at a festival for someone to be especially at a travis show a travis scott festival yes that someone is unconscious they get crowd surfed out and they're going to get the medical attention that they need so he's seeing that he's not stopping the show because i think he thinks that that's normal Mm -hmm. i don't and what they've said is he had no idea people were dying in there i mean okay so like this is like something we've been talking about recently like when you see a video and it's like he's like like seeing someone being passed out carried out and continues to go on with the show like oh my god he knew someone died and he kept going on I have to imagine and this is just me being an eternal optimist I have to imagine that if Travis Scott knew like people were actually dropping dead he would have stopped the show like that's just what so I think that what he saw from his vantage point and this is just me again and people are 
running to blame him. And I do blame him like 100%. But I don't necessarily think it's fair to assume he knew what exactly what was going no, on. No, I don't think that he did either. But he has a responsibility to be more responsible, to look out for stuff like that. When you're putting people in such a compact, chaotic environment, you need to be worried about the worst case scenario. And if like your brand is going to be this like crazy mosh, swinging from trees, you have to have not only the average, like the the, the base amount of security protocols, you need to go above and beyond. And yeah. not only did they not even have the average, they didn't go above and beyond, they didn't even have the average. Like they had no staff, no security, so few medics. So if you're going to encourage that fucking psychotic behavior, you also have to compensate with making sure people are at the end of the day safe and they were not they were not and just if you're looking at the crowd and they were screaming but again it's hard to hear them saying stop the show Mm -hmm. over what he hears he has things in his ear but like you need to be watching for for these things if this is the environment that you're fostering yeah and honestly like it is really chilling to see like the video of literally this like one medic trying to give multiple people cpr there's sirens in the middle of the crowd and Travis is like looking like yeah and so people are upset also because Kylie was there Mm -hmm. with Stormy Mm -hmm. and Kendall and they were filming the night Mm -hmm. and in one of Kylie's videos you see an ambulance driving through the crowd Mm -hmm. and people are like she's there enjoying her life like she sees an ambulance and what still nothing was done I mean, I've never seen an ambulance at a music festival. I haven't been to that many, and mm-hmm. I never get into the thick of things, really. Um, but I also think that that is something that doesn't that doesn't mean like that the absolute worst thing has happened. No, of course, because again, at concerts and especially at Travis Scott concerts, people are so excited they pass out. I agree. I think a lot of people are looking again for someone to blame, and the Kardashians are such an easy group to blame. I do think the only kind of problem I have with with Kylie and the Kardashians and all of this is just kind of like a like a lack of response like all we got was like an Instagram story statement like I don't know I just feel like more could be done Roddy Rich has announced that like he every dollar he's made net is going to the families of the people who lost their lives and I just think like Travis and Kylie have just like been putting out like like nothing like Instagram like garbage yeah and it's it's disappointing because I, in no way is Kylie responsible, but like people look to you and you were there like, and you, you had security and you got, you got you and your daughter out safely, but like most people don't, nobody else has that luxury. So I just think like the lack of like a real empathetic response is really disappointing. Yeah. They, they definitely could be doing more. Um, now also people are starting to sue. So Live Nation and Travis and Drake was there too. And, and injured fans oh, are suing. And that's, by the way, that's kind of what brought this whole thing to a head. It's like it was already crazy people were dropping and then he brought Drake out. Yeah. And so the surge just went even further. And honestly, I don't know how Travis Scott like goes on from here. I don't know how he performs live ever again. I don't know either. But I also think this should be like a lesson in just festivals in general. Yeah, because I've always felt that like this large group of people it just doesn't make any sense it should really be like a grid like there should be like little like it just doesn't make sense and it needs to be changed yeah I agree and so I I don't think there's just one thing that could have changed it or is the reason for it but I think it it highlights a bigger issue and just like this culture of chaos 
like it just needs to be reevaluated because yeah. this this can't happen and no. now like when you see all the elements put together it's like a disaster waiting to happen right you're like how did we not see this coming but then when we when i first heard about it i'm like holy shit you're like how does this happen and i'm like eight people died at a concert i'm like okay well did someone come with a gun like it just doesn't make any sense that eight people just dropped dead yeah so it's it's literally like the worst thing i've ever heard like when you when you see the videos it's all over my tiktok it is so sad and people just telling their stories like literally this girl was like i fell and some random person picked me up and literally saved my life yeah like it's just and that's what it was there was no staff no one could get through so it was literally just everyday concert goers like that girl who tried to tell she's a fucking hero fucking like, hero and the guy on the ladder who was up there with her right and he's like yelling at the people who are yelling at him like calling get down him, like i think they called him a bitch because right. he was like trying to stop the show right so it was just like it was like the like the weirdly like the best of humanity like people just helping people but they also didn't know the worst but people didn't know what they were doing when they're running forward like i don't think anyone thought like oh let me mosh in this crowd it might kill someone like that's just not something most people think yeah like i don't think any nobody was ever tr trying like smush so hard that we're gonna collapse people's lungs but we we're like yeah let's go hard like i don't think that and eventually no matter how hard you mosh there's a hundred thousand people behind you pushing up it's out of your control yeah so it's just it's a horrible fucking story yeah and it's so should not have happened and so people are angry and people are looking for someone to blame and travis is the most obvious choice he really is yeah and they're also coming for kylie they're coming for kylie and i just i, I don't know what what that does me neither because i'm sure she saw it getting out of hand and she left early with her eight security guards and she's pregnant and she's pregnant and she had her baby but it's like if she had sensed like shit was going wrong, like how how could she not tell Travis, you know? But she wasn't near him. Well, she went backstage. She could have told someone. Yeah, I don't. But know, I don't but know what she saw again. That's like it's hard to you know, and it's crazy. She might have just thought, oh, it's, this is getting out of hand. This is Travis's thing. Let me get Stormy out of here. Yeah, it's crazy. The show went on for like forty more minutes. Once it started, he like finished the show because he didn't know. Um, but he is saying now that he cut the show short. Oh. And like it was supposed to be like 175 minutes and it was 100 or whatever. I don't know. Maybe not those exact numbers. But he said on his Instagram stories that he cut the show short. I think that's the his PR team saying. And maybe it was cut like five minutes short or 20 minutes short. Yeah. But not as short as it should have been cut. Yeah. Definitely. I just, I mean, I'm sure for them it's like, you know, he didn't know it at the time what was happening. But he's the only one who could have done anything. Done anything. And like that is something he has to live with. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and it's he posted terrible. like those Instagram stories being like extremely distressed. I I can't imagine. No, oh my god. It's it's horrible. And like there's still so many people are injured like critically. Right. right. So and you said that you saw that the deaths were I did, went but up. you didn't see that, so I don't want to misspeak. I didn't see that. Let me just look it up. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. We could come back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it still says eight. Okay, I saw 11 on TikTok. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to misspeak. No this worries. This was three hours ago from the New York Times. So, um, yeah, just horrendous, horrendous thing that happened this weekend. That's so sad and honestly just, like, so unfair. Yeah. Like, you go to a concert to enjoy your life. Who? How do you die at a concert, you know? But, like, when you go to a concert... It's, like, the height of, like, happiness 
Yeah, sure. and you, of course, whenever you leave your house or you're out in public, you think, like, hey, what's the worst thing that could happen to me? And I guess at a concert, the worst thing is, like, maybe someone slips something in my drink. Like, that's what is on my mind. Like, never does it ever occur to me that I could die at this concert. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really also crazy. Travis refunded all the tickets. Uh, obviously. Obviously. And um, I just hope that the families of, I are, mean. Are being properly, like, compensated, taken care of, and are just, like, I can't even imagine like sending your kid to a concert and he dies. A 14-year-old. Horrible. Ninth grade. Oh, stop. That's so sad. Beyond. Anyways, we'll keep you posted. Just think of everyone. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. Major pivot. Please. In the largest way. Another big event this weekend took place, and it was the New York City Marathon. Oh, yeah. And the stars came out to run. Yes, a lot of Bachelor people. The Bachelor took over the marathon. We had Tyler C. and Matt James running together. Tasha and Zach ran together. So Peter Weber ran. Peter Weber ran? Yeah. Oh, he didn't make the headlines. Well, because somebody <laughs> did... Um, Somebody on TikTok did like a list of all the Bachelor Nation people who ran. Okay. And in order of like slowest to fastest. And Peter was the slowest person Stop. who ran. And Tasha and Zach were, they were faster than Tyler C and Matt. But I did see a lot of videos on TikTok of Tyler C and Matt like stopping saying hi to people all along the way because people were like dying. So um, maybe that's why. And okay. So I don't know why yesterday I was like kind of into the marathon content. No, of course. I love seeing people achieve their goals. And especially when people are running for a cause that is so important to them. And I didn't know this until recently, but like to get into the New York City Marathon, like it's like getting into college. No, like, it's hard. You have to be accepted. You have to like raise all this uh -huh. money in order to do it. You would think they got to pay people no, to do the marathon. Literally. No, but like you literally have to pay. No, and like you can't even, my doorman who runs marathon every year, he was supposed to run in 2020 and I guess like obviously it was canceled so then this is the most recent one and there were so many more people he had to be shoved till next year wow he couldn't even run this year right so like it's a very prestigious thing to be even able to enter mm -hmm. and to get on you know get on these streets so Tyler C was running for his mom the Angela C Cameron Foundation which is so sweet so nice and so I just was thinking about how it must feel to like finish that physical mm -hmm. feat and then also the emotion of like what you're doing it for. For and your mom or your cause or whatever. No, totally. It just like was really getting me in my feels. Yeah, no. And I was, I had a crazy thought, which was like. No, Jackie, please <laughs> seriously stop. Don't even say what you're about to say. I had a crazy thought, which was like. I would like to know how that feels one day. Are you going to run the marathon? Seriously, not, please don't talk to me. No, like, no, honestly. Not anytime soon. Okay. Like, not, I'm in no state okay. in my life to run the marathon. But it's on your list of but things to do. it was the first time I was like. You could understand why I people do it. I could understand. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Remember when Olivia ran the half marathon? Yeah. You know what? She really did that. Like She really did that. I don't disassociated from that but like she low-key ran 13 miles like that's crazy really crazy I mean just the whole marathon concept and like so I was watching Tasha's stories and it was so mm -hmm. cute because like people spotted her and like yeah. tagged her and just you're she's literally all over the city she's uptown she's downtown Staten Staten Island. Island. like it's just so crazy yeah I don't know why the marathon just hit different this year because you're like a hella emotional with your pregnancy me yeah but it is this like gorgeous thing like it's a gorgeous thing it really is yeah I'll never know what that's like, but I'm really happy for other people. How long does it take to walk the marathon? Well, eventually, if you're going so slow, they cut you off. Like, the thing can't go on all day. Right, like traffic is being right. held up. So I, I've heard people who have, like, five-hour times. Like, the really good people do it in, like, three. Yeah, I um, think, like, uh, 
Zach and Tasha were like five hours. Yeah, which I don't is know. amazing. I don't know at what point do they literally say go home. But like if you're all the way in the back and it's clear you're not. So I don't know if you can really walk the whole thing. Because what what is like a walking a mile? Like 15 minutes? Yeah. So it's 26 times 15. Hit us with the calculator. 390 Divided by minutes. 60. Six and a half. That, that actually doesn't good. sound so bad. A 15-minute walking mile, though, I think is, like, quick. Oh, is for it? For every mile. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, for every mile. Right, right, right. Yeah. Just interesting stuff. Congratulations yeah. to everyone who ran. If we have any toaster marathon I'm sure runners, we did. congratulations. Seriously, be so proud of yourselves. Totally. Like, are your what do your legs feel like today? Like, oh my god, they must feel like jello. jelly. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy kids. marathon tanks. Also, it was an absolutely beautiful day. It was a perfect to day for run a marathon. marathon. Really, really was. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready for our next story? Sure. Kanye West is apparently dating model Venetria amid Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson rumors. I'm sorry. Kanye is so messy. Like, you literally just went on a radio show and were, like, complaining that you and your wife are getting divorced. Like, you want to be a family. But you also have a girlfriend who was at Sunday service yesterday. So was Kim, though. Okay. Right? Did you see that? No, I didn't. I saw Kim and North were at Sunday service in L.A. yesterday. Okay. So that just, like, warms my Kimye's heart, mm-hmm. you know? But I also want them to have people on the side so this all this situation is working for me sure sure sources tell page six that the rapper who said in an interview tape last month that he still wants to be with estranged wife kim oh he said that in an, the interview last was month? taped last month oh taped but i guess it aired last it, week yes but it was after snl clearly so it, yeah. it was like probably two right weeks after ago. yeah, yeah. Um, he has been hooking up with Venetria for a while now, where Page Six is also told that Venetria was in Miami with Kanye when he recorded the now viral interview and was seen at his Sunday service last weekend. Their situationship appears to be taking a more serious turn. They attended their first public event together this weekend, his Donda Academy's debut basketball game in Minneapolis. Oh, wow. Like They were real. photographed courtside. Oh, wow. So this isn't just like whispers. It's not just like Irina Shayk. No, but there was pictures of them. Was there? Yeah, like on a plane, on the oh. like the private plane. Yeah, I mean, this is cute. Whatever. Like, I just, I just don't really know what's going on. Like, I'm feeling very in this like transitional phase where it's like they're together, they're not together. He wants to be together. She has a boyfriend, but like, is it real? Like, I'm just, I'm feeling very confused and like very on edge. You know what I'm feeling like? I'm feeling like every day is different for all these people. Like, they're in a, a state of transition. I feel like one day they wake up and they're good, and the next day they see something about the other, and it's like. Yeah. you know beef um i feel like they're as confused right now as we are honestly i mean if it definitely feels that way yeah but i'm glad that like if kim is with pete which i want her to see this thing through yeah then kanye should be with venetria yeah well you know i have a wedding this weekend that kim is gonna be at yeah and we look forward to all the tea that you'll bring you want to know what's like so annoying about my life like not to make everything about me but like <laughs> i was invited to three celebrity weddings they're all on the same weekend for dana mm-hmm. yeah she's a podcast host i was literally invited to three celebrity weddings they're all on the same weekend and i can only go to one is this not right that's not right like the universe knows how much i crave like celebrities yeah and to put it all on one weekend it's just not but fair. maybe like this just means you've reached a new tier of celebrity yourself if like Probably. you're invited to four no i really like that spin you're that four you're times in. the celebrity that you once were you're really putting a nice spin on it. I really like that. But I feel like I'm going to the best one, you know? 
I, I, I have no qualms about the one that you chose. You know, like, Simon's one of my best friends. Like, I have to go. And if I, like, was thirsty and, like, left, he would be like, what the fuck are you doing? No, Simon's wedding is going to be sickening. Sickening. And, you know, I will report back, like, on what I say. Yeah. Just keep your eyes open, ears open, legs open. Always. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I'm happy for Kanye. Just, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians. It's not hard. as easy as it used to be. It's not as easy as it used to be, but it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Excitement excites me. And me Fendi Skims drops tomorrow, and I'm feeling overwhelmed. Oh, yes. And I've gotten a lot of DMs that it's going to be in stores. It's like in Selfridges. Nordstrom, I heard. It's in like boutiques and yeah. stuff. So I don't know if this is going to be like selling out so fast or it's just a mainstay I mean, collection. It's expensive. So like things no. like that expensive don't sell out in five minutes. No, but like sometimes the bots hop on, they buy it all, and then they mark it up. It. It's like Yeezy. Yeah. You know, stock X. Like, yeah. 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 So that's going to be me. I'm going to have to wake up early for this. What time is it at? 9 a.m. Eastern. Oh. Right? It's in my calendar. That I think is it's so 6 early. 6 a.m. Pacific. That doesn't make any sense. I feel like it's 12 a.m. It's when the store is open, probably. Oh, I right. mean, maybe I should just go to a store. I don't know. I didn't even plan my buy. Like, I'm just feeling really stressed. We'll, we'll get through it. Don't worry. Okay. I need to. I need a fucking line sheet. Can someone send one to me? Oh, yeah. Of, like, all the stuff. Yeah. I've been looking for it. And yeah, that's a good call. I only just see, like, promo pics. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. Someone needs to be asking the tough questions here. I agree. Are you ready for our next story? Only the next story is brought to you by ID Tech. Let's face it, many kids aren't thrilled by math until we connect it to things that they already care about and enjoy. And that's the magic of ID Tech's instructors. They make abstract concepts relatable and help students latch onto math and other STEM subjects as actual interests. Not only that, but they'll help your kids fill learning gaps, explore topics not covered in school, advance quickly, and have fun doing it. I wish there was something like this around when I was a kid. Because right now, ID Tech is offering a great deal. You can get started with a one-on-one tutoring session for just $49, or you can save $150 on weekly small group semesters. ID Tech is where kids and teens learn from the best. Their live instructors make learning fun with engaging courses in coding, design, game development, math, and more. They now offer a variety of math homework help options so you and other kids can... You and your kids can stress less and celebrate more when they ace those assignments. Go to idtech.com slash toast right now and use the code toast to save $150 on weekly small group semesters. For a limited time, you can also start with a one-on-one tutoring lesson for just $49. That's code toast at idtech.com slash toast to save $150. Your child can start learning online from a live instructor right now at idtech.com slash toast. Thank you, Claudia. It's a pleasure. Our next story, a little more romance news. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez kiss during airport drop-off. They say it's difficult for them to be apart. For Ben and Jen, distance makes the heart grow fonder. After spending the weekend together in L.A., Ben brought J-Lo to the airport for a flight to Vancouver on Sunday. While on the tarmac, the pair shared a passionate kiss. I saw it was Before they parted ways. Yeah, no, they're definitely two are not in business anymore. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like... I've just become so skeptical of everything these days. Like, they definitely give me fraudulent vibes, for sure. I know that they were. And maybe I don't really subscribe to everything that they do. So, to me, it seems like they've been quiet for a while. You know, they're, like, always, like, doing, like, staged walks through Central Park. Like, they're, like, they're fraudulent. A little bit. Okay, but it's been a while now. Like, yes, it has. So, There's at what point pudding. does the fraud 
turn for real. I just don't know how like two people can constantly be getting caught doing PDA. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, they're definitely calling the... But that also doesn't mean... If they're calling paparazzi, it doesn't mean their relationship isn't real. It just means they want to, you know, reap all the benefits from their yeah. relationship. And I respect that. I do. Yeah. And I'm sure they also have like private moments. You know, we only see them every once in a while. It feels like a lot to us, but there's 24 hours in a day. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm happy for them. Honestly, I'm just happy. Whatever this relationship bears fruit whatever the the phrase is i'm just glad that like she came out on top of the yeah. a-rod thing that's literally all that matters yeah no and i'm happy for him he seems really i'm just i'm here for all of it yeah he needs but i also, win, and I also feel like win. this book is closed like i feel like i can close the book like put it on the shelf like i will not be pulling it out anytime soon to like talk about a breakup right or no this. they're like together for the foreseeable future right yeah i mean that would be great because I just don't think you go back to an ex like that and in, in such like a public way, someone who you're so serious with, if yeah. it's not going to be like, okay, this time it's we're sticking together. That like is so crazy, like how they were literally engaged, right? Yeah. So they know each other, you know? Yeah, this isn't like... But they're re-knowing each other oh, in a more yeah. mature, beautiful way. Yeah. They're getting it's, to know each other again. It's literally a Nancy Myers novel. <laughs> like it's literally... A movie, sorry, not a yeah. novel. It's literally like one of those movies that takes place in like Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah, the big star. The yeah, other big star. Home from the big city. It's literally a Hallmark movie. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. No, I'm I'm not a hater. I, I'm really not. But they're just like kind of thirsty. But you know what? Respect. Seriously. So much respect. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Oh yeah. It's the final story. Nancy Myers, Ben and J-Lo. Nice. Crushed it. Crushed it. Our fifth and final story is a little content news. Faith Hill and Tim McGraw are star in the trailer for the highly anticipated Yellowstone prequel, oh. 1883. Oh, wait, what? New show is coming out called 1883. It is the prequel to the show Yellowstone, and it is starring Faith Hill, who plays matriarch Margaret Dutton. Do you watch Yellowstone? I watched like the first two episodes, and I literally thought it was so stupid. You're so wrong, I but know. we'll see you in a year from no, I now. Know. Going on and on. Happy, <laughs> you have to talk about this new show you just found Literally. called Yellowstone. <laughs> Literally. So, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Faith Hill plays matriarch Margaret Dutton, and Tim McGraw plays the Dutton family patriarch. It's the same family that's in Yellowstone, but it's about uh, 150 years prior. Oh, wow. So, also, Sam Elliott is in the show, and Billy Bob Thornton. No, wait. The fact that, like, they're cast, like, husband and wife, and their husband and wife is the cutest fucking thing. Look at this promo pic. It's, like, so 1883. Tim McGraw is a good actor. Like... I know nobody gives him credit for his work in Country Strong, but he was amazing. Blindside? The Blindside. He's a really good actor. I think a lot of people forget that because he's such like a superstar singer. Um, I have not seen Faith Hill act in anything, but there's nothing she can't do. Um, so I feel like this is going to be really good. Yeah, it premieres December 19th on Paramount+. Plus, and I mean, it's going to be such a success. Yellowstone came back last, last night. night. I didn't watch. I... I'm conflicted. I kind of want to save, I want to batch them, but I don't want anything to be spoiled for mm. me because the last season ended on such a cliffhanger. And so far, no one has spoiled anything. You better fucking keep it that way. Um, but it's just, I don't know, so so much going on. Yeah. So, but I'm glad Yellowstone is back because it really is the best show. Yeah, and you know what? I just realized. And I'll definitely I, be watching 
1883. Chris Lane and Lauren Lane, they named their child Dutton. After. Yeah, but inspired by inspired the Dutton by. family. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is so cute. It's actually a really cute name. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't watch and I'm sure I will, but like, honestly, I just didn't like it. <laughs> Yeah, no. It was, like, so boring. Like it, It's a slow burn, but then there's the payoff. I mean, not everything is going to be, like... So the shows where, like, something dramatic happens all the time, not realistic. Dynasty. You've got to invest. Yeah. Dynasty. That's so funny that you bring that up because that's what I've been binge-watching, the new season. I can't watch it anymore. All week, I've been watching Dynasty and Weekend, and you know what? It's just... It's so ridiculous, but it really is just the perfect show for where I'm at right now because it's, like, a li- it's like fun, mm-hmm. funny mindless also you know there's a lot going on i am really enjoying it i really am it's it's it has it's redonkulous it's redonkulous it has some really great moments though and just like the love fashion the house fashion the house love between fallon and liam is just so beautiful and strong like obsessed obsessed and the cat i mean actually something happened on one of the episodes that actually shocked me and And you could say it i'm not gonna watch no, it's like such a big spoiler. Say it. Okay, I'm going to say it. You guys, I'm counting down from 10 because this is a huge fucking spoiler. Dynasty spoiler. 10, 9, 8, 7. Get your remote. 6, 5. Press pause. 4, 3, 2, 1. Anders dies. What? Yeah. No. Out of like nowhere. Why? He got into a car accident. Yeah, but you know what? Knowing that show, he'll be back. Right, of course. With, like, a new face. Right. But it was just like, what? Caleb Nichol doesn't want to be on the show anymore? No, literally. He was such a mainstay, and he was, like, the best character. I'm shook. You know, usually someone, like, goes into a comb. Like, it's, like, one of those shows where, like, every... It's a soap opera. Yeah, everything, like, happens, but no one's actually getting killed off, really, unless they decide they don't want to be on the show anymore. So I was really surprised when that happened. That's insane. Yeah. No. I was like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. And apparently the season gets crazier, and I'm, I'm not even, I'm not done yet. So that's what I've been enjoying, and it's been quite enjoyable. Spoiler alert is over. Thank you for sharing. Oh, that everyone, was crazy. you can come back up. Yeah, you can come back. Um, well, speaking of TV, there was a lot of TV on last night. We obviously are going to recap the first part of the reunion from Real Housewives of Potomac. And last night we finally got a glimpse into Jen Shah's arrest on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. You guys, those last 15 minutes of Salt Lake City, like, I've never experienced something like that in my life. I made life. Ben watch it. I'm like, Ben, watch this. When they're like sitting in the car talking about Jen and you see in the corners. The, f- the, the f- first police when they zoomed in. Jackie, I swear my knees buckled. Like, like the fucking SWAT team yeah. sw- dropping in, a minivan. in on these housewives. And it's like Homeland Security, NYPD, SWAT. Yeah. Like it's the big guns. It, and they were so unaware. Like blissfully really believed Jen. And I'm sorry, I have to say Jen kept her cool unbelievably well how did she get a car to come pick her up so fast it was her aunt he was still there that was the truck she was dropped off in oh he was still there i believe or he might have left two minutes prior and came back got it but i never saw him leave to begin with whitney should have left her mic on but like whitney no, didn't but, think anything nefarious was no going on. of course like you get a private call you want to turn your yeah, mic off that's just like what girlies do for yeah. each other okay so let's do potomac first um, um okay Potomac Reunion Part 1 was pretty boring. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of personal stuff, like Giselle's personal life, um, Mia, how she met. The thing is, like, everyone's just so nasty to Mia, and it bothers me so much. Like, when Candace had the absolute gall to call her a liar, when, like, Mia's been so open about every single thing in her life, that she was a stripper, she met her husband at the strip club. Like, there's so much honor in that. And these women are just, like, so nasty. Like... 
They're so, so nasty, especially to Mia. And she, I agree. She's not a liar whatsoever. She's such an open book. And I also like, like, and we said this too, like Mia's all over the place. She flip-flops one right. day. She says this, the next day she says that. And she's like, I say how I feel and I, I feel different things at different times. I actually understood that. No, totally. But it's also a lesson in like why you shouldn't just say the first thing that comes to mind. Yes. But she's keeping it real. Yeah. I think the most like important part of last night's episode um, that Andy really did finally kind of like his job is really not to take sides, but just to ask questions. But every now and then he does like have to make a point. And I think the point that he made with Candace, which did not get through to Candace, but Giselle was 100% right on and everyone was just kind of wanting her to see, except for Wendy. Like Wendy's blind spot is Candace because she like refuses to say anything bad about Wendy Candace. Wendy is so annoying. I'm She's sorry. so... <laughs> and I'm starting to like sympathize with Robin because a hundred percent Robin speaks like Wendy comes in and it's like can I say what like stop no seriously she's so annoying it's she's so annoying she doesn't let anyone else speak she's constantly like talking over everyone in such an annoying way she has seen like so many episodes of Housewives and she's written down like how to get attention and she's doing it all and it's working for her she's (laughs) sitting next to Andy she has this big poster board like she's just trying to have a moment zen when like she's trying to have all of these things no but yes she does that like TikTok the clock yeah don't literally <laughs> literally <laughs> she does those things like trying to be like Dorinda Medley but then she also like just doesn't let people speak mm-hmm. even when it's they're not even it's not heightened like it's just right Robin how are you doing I'm good yeah it's well, I'm good yeah yeah she's like escalating <laughs> everything that is like even like just calm conversations <laughs> like, I just I never thought I would be feeling sympathetic towards Robin no, totally this I've had this like weird genesis because you know what like Giselle is the worst but she's really the only one who was like going at Candace like maybe not intentionally but justice for Monique yes no but it's like Giselle is an you know unreliable champion in yeah this because it's like you liked it when it was she was going after your enemy so it's just like you're you're not consistent. No, not at all. But Andy did. You have to be principled against this behavior. And you know what? The crying from Candace like absolutely has to stop because once she started crying in her record label meeting, I knew that her cry, her tears mean absolutely nothing and she could just do it on cue. And so the crying over everything is just so fucking annoying and I just have no sympathy for it. Um, and when she was crying, when she said that her in-laws watched the show and then she just oh, like go over there. Yeah. And that was like extremely real. It was like awkward. And... I believed her when she said, like, I think she's in a really tough spot with her husband and her mom right now. Like, and I, I don't know where she's going to go from here. I think she's like so in it. Yeah, that did feel real for sure. But it's just like knowing that she can cry so on cue about like asinine things. And I just don't, I don't have no sympathy for it anymore. Like, even last year when she was crying so much, I'm like, why is she crying so much over this like Candace thing, like it wasn't I mean this Monique thing it like wasn't that big of a deal and it's like months later and you're still crying and now I know it's because she can cry whenever she wants yeah so I have no sympathy and Andy was finally just like do you think that you're getting anywhere with the way you respond to people not only like physically um provoking them but also going so below the belt big head wide ass big feet like everything is just like such your mom like everything is so below the belt like you're getting nowhere. And she's so standing her ground thinking she's right. It's insane how you can be so wrong in every little thing that comes out of your mouth and be so, like, cavalier in your righteousness. It's insane. It's insane. I just want to give a shout-out to really all of the women um, because they looked amazing. Unbelievable. And I was trying to think of my best dressed, and I there are so many. Yeah. And I could only think of the ones that I didn't like because I, I, I loved Candace's look. 
Yeah, me too. I liked Robin's silver. I like that me she too. brought silver element to I the pink. I loved that off-the-shoulder Robin looked great. Giselle I was fine. Ashley looked amazing. Loved her hair, her dress, her glam. She really did look like a Barbie. Giselle looked fine. Good. Like, she didn't look bad, so she looked good. Yeah, like, it was a dress like a... It was like Mother of the Bride. No, like, she like understood the assignment. Like, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. I didn't like Wendy's dress. It was just a lot. Um, Karen's, like, I love Karen. Karen looked great. I'm sorry. She looked regal and ethereal and beautiful, and I just love her. Mia looked amazing. Amazing. Escala looked amazing. Yeah. All together, amazingness. I don't know who's best dressed. Like, because they, they all really wore, like, the same thing, but, like, different I, variations. I don't know why I just, like, loved Candace's look. She got a lot of That's heat for her, um hair People oh i liked the like the hair it. i loved it and then i loved the dress i thought she looked great very sophisticated yes yeah but everyone looked great like it was it was a pleasure it's, it's a, a pleasure. pleasure um so yeah it was like a part one reunion like nothing crazy happened everyone well really wendy's just like escalating every conversation it's like we're just talking about like you know giselle's kid getting her license like it's not she was just like especially for Giselle like she was just coming after everyone but especially Giselle but she's just silent on the Candace stuff and it's so annoying because like yeah. you know well, I can you use actually your annoying energy on Candace yep but she doesn't do it nope um also when they showed the Nicki Minaj video like knowing that she's coming out the oh video my. part was so awkward okay what was that blurry ass like tiny video I don't know I think they really expected that she would be there because she said that she would be there so they wanted to like throw them off. I, yeah. I wonder if they were thrown off. Yeah, I mean, Andy was being like a little too, like, she's really sad she couldn't come. He said it like five times. But you know what I wondered? Because it's like so many people are fans, so many celebrities are mm -hmm. fans of Housewives. Beyonce. And so I guess it has to be like, you have to be a big enough celebrity and you have to be wanting to come up. Like, because we know like Rihanna watches yeah, Bravo. Yeah, Rules. Like, would she ever want to go to a Vanderpump Rules reunion? Well, she never publicly asked like Nikki did. Right. So I think like, Nikki's like really emotionally invested in like the storylines and she's like, she wants justice. No, and I'm so excited for the Me justice too. she's going. I'm literally so excited and I just What hope, episode does she come? Three? Probably f three, yeah. How I just many hope are there? That, the, that the name Monique comes out of her mouth because they do say last season, yeah. last season. They say Binder, the but they don't say Monique. The best part of the entire episode was, and it was just the, the perfect point, is Giselle said, after you like got so in uh, Mia's face, threw the salad, said horrible things to her, and she clocked you, I would have been like, Mm -hmm. You know, like that's what everyone's thinking. That's like was the whole point with the Monique stuff. It's like you can't just berate someone and berate someone, berate someone, and be mad when they fight back. No, and what's so crazy? This is where Candace's logic is just empty. Where she's like, where they're like, you threw the salad at Mia first, and she's like, I threw one piece of lettuce. Doesn't matter. What you started it? Like you gave the idea of yeah. Like what? You because it was one lettuce. Yeah. What do you like? So how many lettuces until it's it's too much lettuce? Right, right. Like, what is the equation so for the perfect amount? So if I had two lettuces, is that okay? Right. Or is that no. where we draw the line? Two lettuce. Totally. Totally. Like, and, and when Andy said, like, you're the common denominator, right. that just, like, needed to be said. And it just, it went completely above her head. Like, she just doesn't, she refuses to operate in a space where she could potentially be the problem. It's, it's painful to watch. It's giving Dorinda on her final season. It's painful to watch. Delusional. Um, so yes, I'm very much looking forward to what comes next, especially the Nicki Minaj of it all. Like that is just so crazy. It's historic. Yeah. So anyways, I just like wonder now, is this going to be something that might happen in a different city, you know, and how big of a, like so many, like so many stars watch Bravo, they go and watch what happens live, they comment, yeah. like how big 
Well, I think the Nicki Minaj thing is different for a multitude of reasons. When she's, uh, when you think of the people who love Bravo, you think like Chrissy Teigen. Nicki Minaj is more famous than all of them. Yeah. And also Nicki Minaj is like a fixture in the black community. The show is like all about like li lifting up black women. Like I think that it was like the perfect match. You no, know, like, no, I'm so here for it. I just wonder if it's going to open the door for more celeb cameos. No, I don't think so. I think this, we're witnessing this a once-in-a-lifetime. This is a, a one, lifetime. one and done. I think we're witnessing a once-in-a-lifetime moment. That works for me. Me too. I don't want like more people coming in like, because you know, people have the worst takes. I like, know, and then what if it's someone that we hate? Like, like it's exciting because it's Nikki. Right. And we're excited. Yeah. And excitement excites us. Yeah. But what if it's someone that who I don't, sucks? That I don't want to see. And no. I don't care about their opinion. And they're wrong on everything. Right. And no, what if I, someone came in like Team Candace? And I feel that way, like when a lot of celebrities go on Watch What Happens Live and they like love Bravo and Andy asks them their opinion. Like they have the worst takes, like ever. Did you watch Watch What Happens Live last night? No. Okay. I had to because I just needed more, more. Salt Lake City. Ben after. was like, if you don't turn this TV off, I'm going to kill you. Like I, I was literally being held at. Like, yeah. Okay, so Chloe Feynman was on with Lisa Barlow. Yes. And there were some really good moments, and she did all these impressions that were so fucking She's awesome. so good. Like, Andy was, like, usually he, like, cuts the game short because yeah. they suck ass. But <laughs> he, like, played the game till there was no more questions or cards left. Like, because she was so good, and Lisa had to, like, guess which... She had to say a quote in an accent of someone, and Lisa had to guess who said... Who she was doing. Who, no, 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 not who she was doing, because they told her who to do, but she had to guess who said the quote from Salt Lake City. Got it. And Lisa got every single one. So together, they were just like a dynamic duo. It was, a real, it was really fun. But when asked all these different questions about Beverly Hills, Salt Lake City, like, what I didn't... Her takes, like, stunk. Jen? I mean, uh, Chloe. Lisa? Oh, Chloe. It was infuriating. Like... Mm. She barely answered each question, and when she did, like she didn't say anything. She and I probably was just doesn't like, really watch them. No, she does. Okay. I think Andy double checks. Yeah, he does. Okay. No, she, she. It was clear that she watched it. It was just like she was giving us nothing. In, right. So that's why, like, in the way of like hot takes, we'll see of what what happens with Nikki. Because like, if she has bad takes, then like we'll never do this again. Like I will never watch. But I have a feeling Nikki like is gonna come out swinging. Like yeah, and she's gonna have some really good takes. I'm so excited. Me too. Um, now we have to dive into Salt Lake City, which was like the television event of the year, mm -hmm. um, which is brought to you by Bite Toothpaste. Did you know that over a billion plastic toothpaste tubes are thrown out every year, ending up in landfills and oceans? That's fifty. Empire State Building's worth of plastic. And that's why Bite was invented, reinventing personal care by making products that are good for you and the planet. Their hero product is the dry toothpaste tablets that come in a reusable glass jar. The refills come in-home compostable, uh, compostable pouches. So you just pop one in your mouth, bite down and brush. It's like the most effective way to brush your teeth and also the best for the planet it foams up just like a regular toothpaste but there's no plastic tube or messy paste it's so cool it's so cool and also like the toothpaste tube is just like kind of chaotic it's just kind of over like it's disgusting <laughs> it's gross like your hair gets in it like it's gross like so this is more hygienic it's more pretty on your counter but it's also a good cause because it's much better for the environment yeah they are also made with clean ingredients, no harsh chemicals, sulfates, or artificial dyes or flavors. The sustainability and clean ingredients are at the center of everything that they do. They are certified carbon neutral, cruelty-free, vegan, and palm oil-free. Also, the products are just great. Like, it's a great toothpaste, minty fresh, gets the job done just as good, if not better, than regular toothpaste. And you also don't have to deal with, like, the disgusting nature of your plastic tubes bite is offering our listeners 20 percent off your first subscription order go to trybite.com slash toast or use code toast at checkout to claim this deal that's t-r-y-b-i-t-e dot com slash toast check it out um i don't think you'll regret it i don't 
Let's talk about Salt Lake City. Okay, before we get to like obviously the meat and potatoes, it was a really long episode like that was like full of nothing. They were just like really dragging us out. The only thing that was weird was like this whole Mary, like Mary woke up and chose violence at I the. I have been a Mary apologist. I know. And she's always been quirky and she's yep. always been Mary and I've given her the space to be both of those things and like she doesn't have to be like other girls. She doesn't have to be like other housewives. But we get her. She's different. Yeah. And I appreciate that about her, mm-hmm. and I've appreciated it. But the way she behaved last week, it started with the Google. Yeah. And by the way, Lisa Barlow said something on Watch What Happens Live that made like me even more certain. So Lisa was like, I drink so much Diet Coke that when I heard that carbonation could like, you know, bring on early menopause, I'm like, I need to Google this. Right. Like it was it's even it was more an- imperative, not just her fact checking Mary. It's no, like, I didn't, and I never felt like she was fact checking Mary, period. Right. When someone tells you something that actually could have like direct implications for your life like mm-hmm. you're gonna go look at every single article obviously so it just doubled down for me like how mary was all wrong and then this week she was so wrong like her crusade against whitney for fuck? not answering the four facetimes because she was in the car and then i was like oh but i guess she never called her back whitney said she, she called, called her back, back two, two hours, hours later, later. Uh, even if she didn't like you're busy you forget it's not like she hates mary they're good friends and especially because as whitney said like she's been mary's number one defender online on the show like just always quelling these like rumors about mary and just having her back and it's like awful the way that she treated her and the stuff with the the mafia costume yeah what the fuck was that like trying to make a, like a, a joke for like Whitney into a joke, right? I just yeah, that that would have bothered all me too. Rubbed me the wrong. I wouldn't have found it funny. I I might have not once I figured it out. Like I might have not even gone. Like it's so disrespectful. Like it, and condescending because she didn't answer your call. What because you like you put on your hat so you want you everyone needed to pick up your call right. when you called them when you were when you were ready because you're wearing a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. It was so stupid. She was being so mean and condescending, and it's not like there was anything they were actually fighting over. So, like. Mary was saying these like really mean condescending things and it's like there was there was no fight there like it was so stupid and you know no, what? And, and Whitney's like retort is like I love you so much like what are you doing you're my friend what are you doing and Mary is just has no compassion no and then when they start to get into Whitney and Meredith talking about like you know what Mary they know. as a being and how she believes that she holds the power of God and so she wields that power like I mean that's the you know what it's giving David Koresh yeah no it really is and like that's where I think Salt Lake City stands apart because that conversation wouldn't happen anywhere anywhere else else. like we need to talk to our friend Mary because she's wielding the power of God (laughs) in too harsh a way literally (laughs) literally it's so bizarre and then they all go back to the table like everything's normal like it's it's fucked up yeah no it's like this is our friend Lisa. Like, she's a little condescending. This is Mary. Mary. She, she hosts the spirit of God. She wields the power of God. You'll get used to her. <laughs> but you know what? Mary, and like, Mary's just, like, on this crusade. Like, she didn't invite Jenny. Um, but you know what? Like, I'm kind of over Jenny. She's, like, giving me nothing. Jenny gives me everything I know. in the form of her children. Oh. When they came into the kitchen. You want to make yogurt? Of course. Oh, my God. I wanted to cry when they were like, do you want to make yogurt? Of course, mom, I would love to. Literally. Like, the, and then the daughter comes in and she's you like, you making yogurt hyped. without me? And then they were like, there wasn't enough. They couldn't help enough. Like, yeah. Claudia, I'm in love with her children. Yeah. They her are kids the are cute. best behaved campers I've ever seen on television. Yeah. And they were just 
Oh That's my God. true. It warmed my heart. Every, if we don't get signed Saturdays once an episode, I'm fucking out. That's true. But Jenny in the group gives me nothing. Right. That's fine. It's crazy. I've never felt this way about a housewife, a first time housewife. Where I think it's, it's like, because you're nesting. Where it's like, I love her personal scenes. Yeah. Just because those kids. The kids are special. Like, they're really they're special. They're really special. Yeah, I agree. They are the sweetest. And, it, like, her daughter is um, probably, like, under 10. So, you know, kids are usually nice. But, like, her son is... is like a young 12, a preteen yeah. and he still is so respectful uh-huh. and so excited to do science and make yogurt like i just could cry no literally <laughs> um okay so that was like no, a hot mess the dad wants more kids they have the of most course amazing... but also he should just be satisfied with he's, the gems that they have he's out of control but they have the most amazing kids why not make some more literally <laughs> so the event was chaotic and you know what mary was giving me like major secondhand embarrassment like when she was like trying to do an italian accent but she didn't know how to say one word in italian if i i mean maybe it just like doesn't come off well on tv it doesn't but these events look like torture these ones that she oh. throws oh the one that mary's yeah because mary Cause, is just like i think people just walk on eggshells around her like they don't know what to say you know like the the, even last year the Met Gala one where like they had to put on couture at noon o'clock yeah, noon and o'clock. like just go to some strip mall yeah to have a, a fine dining experience like it's just like I would be like oh you don't want to invite me cool that's fine yeah that's fine even so this week and what did you think about the aprons in the Louis Vuitton bag okay it was misleading. It was misleading. Of course, and poor Heather thinks she went home with like a Louis Vuitton apron and a hat, and, and it's it literally Erica. it's literally from Bed Bath and Beyond. Erica, what the fuck was that? I don't know. Heather <laughs> translates to Erica. And also, because last year she did give them Louis Vuitton, so right, like, and it was in all in the same Louis Vuitton shopping bag. Like, and then Mary acting like I'm not buying these girls Louis Vuitton, but you aprons, did, but you bought them headphones, like, right? No, it was she was gaslighting she's like us. So mean. To she them. was gaslighting us. It was so. It was crazy. Yeah, and then when Heather was like, I didn't even know Louis Vuitton made aprons, she said nothing. Yeah. And then, like, slams them in her interview. Yeah. And she comes for the other women's style so hard as if they have the worst style. And I think that they all have pretty good style. The only one who's, like, a little... Iffy. Iffy is Whitney, probably. Yeah. Um, but she's, you know, her own individual. No, Meredith has amazing style. Lisa has really cute, unique style. Heather always looks, like, put together. And Jen, Whitney's 50-50. And Jen has good Jen dresses kind of similar to, to Mary. Mary. And it's like, Mary doesn't have objectively amazing style. Like, she's so hard on these girls. Like, <laughs> like that they need to come, like, looking like Italian streetwear fabulous. Like, yeah. And, by the way, I hate when people make, like, themed events with, like, the most obscure theme. Italian streetwear like what is that that's not she was saying it's not like Italian fashion it's like it's really like like low-key black I actually, like I thought that Meredith nailed I agree I thought Mary wasn't Italian streetwear whatsoever mm. and like some of the women at least tried to have like Italian brands that they were wearing or like Jen Shaw with her Italian flag yeah but I think Mary was wearing Chanel you know the whole thing made no fucking sense yeah but the pasta looked good the pasta looked amazing. And the burrata. Like, it looked like I was really hungry while eating it. Yeah, but, like, I'm sorry. Just getting all the women together to, like, cook and beat an egg and make, like, penis jokes is just a level of housewives that I've graduated from. Especially when we're waiting for this, like, pivotal moment and they made it a 90-minute episode when we really didn't need to see that much of the the cooking class. Yeah, and by the way, I just want to say, justice for Whitney, because I, I loved her outfit to the... She looked great. She looked great. And she nailed both mafia and Italian and streetwear, just in case. 100%. So I was a big fan. So then let's get... The second that they pulled up at Beauty Lab and Laser, like, I froze. I was like, Ben, you have to watch this. And he was like, why? I'm like, just watch. 
So I was just like, the, he didn't know what was going to happen. He knows nothing. Mm-hmm. And so when she was like, I'm like, her husband has internal bleeding. He's like, oh man, that's terrible. I'm like, just wait. By the way, when she was saying Sharif Sr. I was like, is that Sharif's dad? I assumed it was Sharif's dad. No, but she needed a really good excuse to get out of there in five minutes. And she has a son, Sharif Jr. Right. So at first I was like, okay, Sharif Sr. That's pretty good. And also it's a little bit like removed. It's not like a crazy thing to say. But to say that about your husband... It's just like a wild thing to put out there. No, it's like what we call a Kanayanahara. Like, yeah. it's like a superstition. Like, never say. Yeah. So, but she she was desperate. Like, when she got that first phone call, it was funny. She was taking these phone calls and she wasn't saying one word. She was like so prepared. It was because crazy. I'm sure the person on the other line, whoever it was, knows that she's filming. Yeah. You know, knows the FBI is here and they're coming for you. It was Sharif. Like, it was Sharif for sure, right? I don't know. Did they go to her house first? But doesn't she eventually? Did she get? Arrested at her house, or did she turn herself in? She turned herself in, I believe. So we'll maybe see. it was Sharif, and they went to the house first. That's what I thought. Because otherwise, how would they know? How would anyone know that they're coming for her? Right. So, so no, whoever called her was like, if you're filming, don't say anything. Want to let you know. FBI is on their way. Get out of there. So they made it like a weird thing, like moment that Meredith decided to meet them in Vail. And there's like a lot of talk this season about whether Meredith tipped off the FBI that they were at Beauty Lab and Laser. But also Mary didn't go. Mary like had a headache. She was still laying in bed. Yeah. So there's proof that it was either one of them, even though I don't think it was hard to find out where yeah, Gentra was. Even if they tipped them off, like they could have been there to see in the fruits of their labor. Right, right. But like as the day went and honestly, on. honestly, if I was the one who tipped off, I would want to see it go down to see like everyone it dawned on everyone no obviously happening. and like the more the the more the day went on people started dropping out i'm like oh my they're gonna be so pissed that they missed this like it really happened so perfectly like if it was like this stage thing all the women would have been there like i, th- I no part of me thinks anything was staged no it was so iconic so like they're all sitting and honestly the fact that heather was the only one who got up and talked to the police like i would have been so fucking curious but they were all just like frozen like looking out the window i'm like get up like get in there yeah but they still don't know that they're looking for jen right lisa said on watch what happens live that she thought that they were looking for heather because they're at beauty lab right you know so they don't that's why heather they, got up. like we we know what they're doing there but like them they're slowly piecing together like these okay the cops are in this sh- parking lot they're here for us they're looking for Jen, and it's Homeland Security. Like, these are federal she was like, she, I'm so agents. glad Heather asked. What's H-S-I? S-I. He's like, Homeland Security. I was like, oh, my God. This is federal. Federal. It was the And Jen most... left all her luggage in the No, luggage. she didn't. She put it in the pickup truck. Her big luggages? Yeah. They said, I didn't see them. Uh, Heather said she took her bags and left. She took her bags from the van. I no, think her I believe- luggage is still in the car because it was. she was like the third person there. They would have had... I, um, I think she was like had no time. She's not going to get stuck there. So do they still go to Vail? Yes. So Andy said on Watch What Happens Live that next week's episode, he said it's top five episodes he of Housewives. He said that last week about next week. That it's top five episodes of Housewives ever. It's about six... It's over the course of about eight hours and it's their ride to Vail. Re- learning everything. Yeah, Heather, I mean, Whitney's the one who figures it out, like on Twitter or something. And, like, Lisa's calling her lawyers to see what's on the docket, and they're piecing together in the car. That's what we know now. Jenny just, like, stumbled into this. It's crazy. I'm glad they're still going to Vail. Me too. How far is it? I don't know. Colorado and Utah, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, why not fly? I'm glad they didn't. Otherwise, this wouldn't have been the, so iconic. the orchestrated moment that it was. No, like, the everything that happened, like, it just happened perfectly. Like, I cannot believe that they were filming. Like, and 
whoever did not put their camera down, like if you saw a SWAT team, no matter how much you want to get the shot, you put your fucking camera down like you're scared. Yeah. Whoever deserves a Pulitzer. Like he did not even waver once. The camera didn't shake. It was gorgeous. And all the GoPros that they had on the bus were amazing too. Yeah. And them thinking it was a prank, like, is something, like, those women would do. Whitney thought it was strippers. Yeah. It's hysterical. Yeah. But it also just goes to show, like, how naive they were. And, like, you know, they're processing that Sharif has internal bleeding. Right. And so they and, like, also he might need die. to realize that oh, That's Sharif, not true. Sharif's fine. Yeah. That's not true. And your friend is a fraud. <laughs> yeah. So it was insane. It really gripped me. Yeah. It was... Ben, ben was shook. He was like, what? And like, she was running one of the largest telemarketing schemes in the country. Yeah. It was, it was very well done. They did make us wait like a long ass time to get to that part. And you know what's frustrating? It's like at this point in the season, up until that van. I was like, I'm I was, team Jen. I had turned a corner on Jen. Shaw squad. Yeah, she had turned a corner. Like, mm-hmm. she, and I thought the way that she um, handled herself up at the lunch, like even though like Mary, like she was just, even, I just have been feeling her. But that conversation she had while so snow shoeing with stew yeah was like like creepy like like they knew like they were just talking about how they've like been so great for each other you know like it was like had this like conclusive vibe yeah. to the conversation yeah I mean I'm sure we'll find out you know if she what she where she was at like did she know she was under investigation right all these things was she maybe like closing up shop a little bit because like things got too, too nefarious crazy. for her yeah. even her I don't know I'm just in. It was in shock. fucking crazy. It was crazy. You're shocked. I'm shocked. Um, so yes, I'm very jazzed for next week's episode. Andy has said multiple times, like it is one of the best episodes of Housewives he's ever seen. I can imagine. I think these women are just great. Like I love the Salt Lake City women. I think they're just amazing. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I'm look like the outlook for the season. Yeah. Is bright. It's looking up. It's looking up. Yeah. Um, and that is our show, right? Yep, that is our show. Think I don't think it was anyone else's, but I could be wrong. <sighs> such a good point. Oh my God, in Daylight Savings, like the lighting is now fucked up. And now we're like, really, the sun comes in at a different time now. How nice. We get some sun. No, no, no. But it's like. Oh my God, you're so bright on the yeah, monitor. Yeah, I'm washed out. Okay. I oh good, I'm still like dark and ugly. Don't worry about me. That's a wrap then. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public radio iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts find us the morning toast leave a five-star review about how beautiful stunning and smart we are and if you made it to the end of this episode congratulations you are a true toaster who listens to the end of the episode because you value what we have to say and you never know what we're going to say at the end of the show if you made it to the end in honor of Jen Shaw being arrested put the little police siren on our most wee, recent wee, Instagram wee. post wee, wee, wee. bye guys bye